Hey guys, and welcome to the Just How It Is podcast with your host, Tenich. This is episode five of season two. I want to wish all the mothers out there a belated happy Mother's Day. Uh, be great to your moms. They're amazing. Mom, I love you. I miss you. And I hope you had a wonderful Mother's Day. Uh, on that note, I do want to talk about family a little bit today to start off. One of the things that I'm fascinated about is how my family did what they were able to do. Give you guys a little bit of history about us is we're a first generation Mexican family um, and there's four of us in our family. So my parents were, they were blue collar workers, right? So my dad was a mechanic and my mom was like a nursing assistant for a while and then basically she was just a stay at home mom. Okay, so what I don't understand sometimes and I don't get, and I'm really surprised, I'm like, my dad must have had this tremendous hustle, um, is how did, how did he raise four kids, send three of them to private school and three of them to college on the salary that he made? Um, it's just amazing and I am so grateful for all the things that they were able to provide for us. We weren't wealthy. We didn't have the greatest cars. You know, we didn't live in a fancy house. Uh, we always lived in a, in a good, good neighborhood with good schools. You know, my parents did a wonderful job of keeping us out of areas that were, uh, I would say, you know, not the best. They would have a bad influence on us. And they always managed, you know, and like I said, my dad was a mechanic. I know, you know, he worked probably 60 hours plus a week and still did work at home on, on the side. So he had a side hustle. So I know, you know, back in the day he was rebuilding carburetors. So I know that he always had that kind of side hustle. And, you know, my mother would work once in a while. I know that she, you know, didn't work for a long time because, you know, she's trying to raise four kids. You know, I'm the oldest one. And there's probably like a, I don't know, 14 year gap between my youngest brother and myself, give or take a few years. So the fact that they were able to do that on what they had and, you know, be able to provide everything that we needed is a testament to the hard work that, you know, my parents have. And I don't want to let that go unnoticed or, you know, not be thankful for that. So I wanted to talk about it a little bit. just because obviously Mother's Day just passed and Father's Day is going to be coming up soon. So, you know, I want to sh uh, shed a little bit of light to the, the amazingness that my parents are, you know, uh, other than just like, you know, my father working so many hours, I, I would always see him. He was always there for me. He supported me in every sport. Uh, any, any kind of sport that I wanted to do. He never missed anything. How he was able to do that, I have no clue. You know, I'm like, when you're in high school, you're playing at like 3.30 in the afternoon, he was there. Weekends, he was there. If I traveled, he was there. And I know for a fact that I would not be as great as I am, or I was as well, at all the sports that I participated in if it wasn't for my father. Uh, you know, my father played professional soccer in Mexico uh, quite some time ago. So he instilled the same hard work ethics on myself. And I was an outstanding athlete in quite a few sports. And now that I'm older, I find it difficult to have the same type of drive and dedication sometimes 
because I don't have him there guiding me and telling me what to do and pushing me and making sure that I do the right things, train the right amount of times, eat the right amount of food, you know? So I miss that. And, you know, like I said, I just want to say thank you to my dad for that. And my mom, always there, always making sure that, you know, the food that I needed to eat was prepared, making sure that uh, if my father couldn't get me to practice sometimes, somehow she got us to practice. You know, anything that I needed, it was it was like a teamwork between them. They always had everything that needed to be done for me. And their priority, number one, wasn't them. It was how is he going to get here and how is he going to do that? And how are we going to afford this? Right? Because everything costs money. You know, you need shoes, you need equipment. Uh, luckily, I was talented enough where I didn't have to pay to play. You know, people wanted me to play on their teams because I was that type of athlete. So that was one burden that they didn't have to, you know, take on. Um, but yeah, I'm like, how they managed to do that? I don't know. I know that for a fact I have, I'm, I have accomplished some things that my father has accomplished. And maybe as like uh, what I do for work, you know, I've surpassed what my father has done. But I know 100% I have fallen short by a large margin at being the type of father that he that he is to me. So that is definitely one accolade I would never achieve because he he can't be beat in that aspect. And I feel bad for the children that don't have dads and the children that have shitty dads, right? Because I can say for a fact, no matter what, I definitely had one of the best. He's amazing. He still is. And like one of the things that also like kind of makes me sad is I've always looked up to my father and now that he's older, you know, obviously he can't play sports, you know, he can't do the things that he used to do. And I look at him and sometimes I just can't believe that. I'm like, that's not my dad. You know, it, it's age. It happens. It gets us to us all. But I mean, up until like a year and a half ago, we were still trying to play soccer at like the age of 70. So he's amazing. And hopefully I can still move around at the age of 70. But I miss my dad. I miss having him in my life. And, you know, it sucks when your parents get old. So appreciate them while you have them. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a learning curve. You know, it's learning how to uh, enjoy your parents in a different way than when you were younger. And then sometimes you look back and you're like, oh man, did I appreciate everything they did? Did I give them as many hugs as of, that I needed to? And you know, I can say that, yeah, I did. I appreciate everything that, that my dad did for me. Sometimes I hated what I had to do because it was hard and difficult, but you know, it made me who I am. It made me great at things. And you know, I want to be able to give the same thing back to my dad when he's older now. It's like, give him the things that he wants to be comfortable, make him happy and support him on whatever he wants to do. And I think as a family, you know, we all do that. We've all done a great job of pitching in and making sure that now they get to enjoy their retired life. So, you know, thanks, Dad. I love you. And what do you got to say about your moms? You know, uh, never missed anything. She's also amazing. Like the things, the things that my mother has done. I'll tell you one story. I know that uh, when we were younger, I was probably maybe like, you know, I don't know, I'd say, 11, 12 years old, um, our house burnt down and we were in it. And my mom got us all out. And somehow she was carrying 
two of us in our arms and the other ones got out and nothing ever happened to us. And, you know, we forget that sometimes. I'm like, talk about a hero. You know, it's like, who does that? It, it's amazing. Like the woman can do everything. You know, she's funny. She's smart. She's brave. She's loyal. Like those are the, those are the, those are the things that you have to be really grateful for in your life. And I am, and I just wanted to touch on that a little bit today. You know, um, like I said, sometimes I think like, how do they do it? You know, I live in Massachusetts. I have a really good job that I like to do that pays really well, um, you know, and we bring in a lot of money. And sometimes you're like, uh, you know, like how do other people do it? I'm like, there's two of us with good income. Hers is definitely higher than mine. Uh, and I don't care, right? That's not a thing that bothers me. But you think about it sometimes, and it's like, geez, with this much money living here, like, how do people do it? Like, we're fortunate enough to be able to provide things for, you know, our children. And even if we had smaller children now, we'd be okay. But how do people that don't make that kind of money, that make minimum wage, that make under minimum wage, how do they survive? And yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm like, you look at what rent costs around in areas and like they want like $2,000 for a shitty apartment that's a one or a two bedroom. And gas is like $5 a gallon. And everything is expensive. How people get that done, I don't know. But I think definitely the working, working class and middle class definitely need to be recognized a little bit more because all their hard work is what keeps everything running. You know, and they need to be supported because people from their middle and working class have kids that are smart and amazing. They will go on to do great things. And we need to find a way to make that a little bit better for everybody. You know, and hopefully prices of things start to come, come down a little bit uh, and that will alleviate, you know, some of the pressure for some of those people. Um, but yeah, I'm like, times are tough, man. You know, I have friends that I talk to and they're like, shit, I'm like, I can't afford this. I can't afford that. And, you know, it's just like two people. They don't even have kids. So the fact that my parents did it back in the 70s with one salary, four kids is pretty, pretty crazy. Uh, but yeah, my parents are awesome and I miss them. And I just wanted to touch on that a little bit. Uh, so the next thing I want to talk about is... Did you ever have like an idea that you're like, oh man, this would be a good idea. And I bet you if, if I put that on the market, it would make millions, right? I'm sure everybody's had that thought. Well, I'll give you a couple of examples of some of the things that, um, you know, that I'm sure that I thought of that I know that definitely were not in the market when I thought about them, right? So this goes back to, I would say in the uh mid 2000s like 2005 2004 you know at that time i had a mortgage company and i worked with my best friend juan shout out to you juan miss you man hurry back from guatemala so we can do some other great things uh but yeah we worked together in the mortgage company he was my right hand man you know we got shit done and um you know like we would always just sit around and throw ideas around and one day we got you know pretty drunk and I think it was like one of the first times I really tried weed, right? So we were smoking and we went out and got tacos, got some horchata and we had some, 
you know, alcohol. And I know for a fact that Juan and I invented and came up with the idea for Romchata. It's a little bit different, but that idea, we came up with that while we were totally drunk and like <laughs> high because we mixed that or the real homemade chata with some rum and it was amazing. The only issue was I did not know how to, I don't know if you need a patent for that. See, I still don't even know, right? On how to get that product to market because I know that that product was amazing. Everybody that I made that drink for loved it. And look at it now, it's everywhere. So that is definitely one idea that I had that I know would have made me millions. Idea number two that probably never really hit the market as hard as it, I think it would have. It was kind of like a flash in the pants kind of thing was I wanted to create an app that when you had your phone, you could tap your phone to the other person's phone and instantly transfer over all your contacts, you know? And I swear I saw that, like Samsung was doing it. And I don't know, it never came to market. Same thing, right? I don't know how to get an app made. I don't know how to patent it. I don't know how to push it to market. I don't know how to make it profitable. But the idea was there. And that's something that I saw that came to market that I'm like, damn it. I thought about that like three years ago. And there's people out there that know that listen to this, that I've talked about that before it happened. Number three idea that I see now, and if I'm, I'm gonna say it, someone hears it, and you do it, well, guess what? I'm the person that uh, doesn't know anything about apps, so, but I came up with a good idea, is I want to use your phone to be able to uh, sync your car key to it so that way you don't have to carry your car key. So you bring your phone into the car, it recognizes the signal just like it would like a wireless when you have the key in your car, and then you can start your car and you can unlock it from there at all times, right? So you never need to bring your key. And yeah, okay, Tesla has a little credit card. Um, and But as far as like just downloading an app and being able to program all your keys onto your phone, I don't think that's out there. But that's an idea that I had a few years ago that uh, I kind of see out there. But I'm like, you tell me, do you, would you use that if you had that? Like most people have two cars, right? At least two cars, sometimes three. How convenient would it be to program all three keys to your car and then just be able to have the phone in your pocket and be able to turn on your car, open it, lock it, and whatever other things that some cars are capable of doing, like some you can control your conditioning through there. You can look at your tire pressure, like a full integration of an app, kind of like, you know, the BMW Connect where you can see, you know, like uh, how many miles you have left before you have to fill up, those kind of things. But really the, the main thing about that is just being able to program all your keys onto your phone and, uh, you know, use your car just like you had your keys in your car. So those are definitely three ideas that I've had that I think if I knew more about how to bring some of these things to market, I definitely would have, uh, I would have been probably, I definitely would have been a millionaire by now. Uh, and don't forget, just because you've had ideas that haven't hit or didn't hit, doesn't mean you should give up. It only takes one. It only takes one great idea for it to hit, for you to be set for life. So keep dreaming, keep pushing, keep thinking of things, and don't give up. You know, who was, who was that? Colonel Sanders didn't really make money until like he was in the late 60s. You know, everybody's heard that story, right? So 
don't give up on yourself. If you have ideas and you're that type of person, just keep on thinking. Because one of the one of those days, your idea is going to hit. And you're going to be like, I'm so glad I never gave up, you know, on being an inventive person. Uh, because now what I've made has made me money. And that's given me financial security for myself and my future family generations down the line. So work hard. Keep at it. Keep dreaming. So, you know, and the people that do support them, don't, you know, don't look down on them and think it's funny or stupid or dumb. Maybe they see something that you don't. And maybe you're the dumb one because you don't see the vision that these people have. That, I'm like, isn't that what they call visionaries when you don't understand what they're seeing? Crazy, insane, you know? But no, they're just ahead of their time. And what they see, you can't see. So if you can't see what they're seeing and they're talking to you about something, Maybe ask them to explain it a little bit different. Get an idea of what it is. You might be a person that be like, hey, listen, I understand what you're saying now. You can probably help them. And if you can, support those people. We need people like that. You know, we need more inventors and entrepreneurs in this country. And we're in a, in a great place to be able to do that. Uh, you know, and like I said, I've got a couple of things that uh, I've missed on. That doesn't mean that I'm going to stop working. And I'm going to stop trying to, you know, come up with my next big thing. Uh, I am working on something else, which is not an invention, but it's just another business. And I realize that I really, really need to get doing that because the thought of me doing it is not going to make anything happen. Right. You have to take action as little as the steps are. Keep taking those steps because every one of those steps will get you closer to your goal. And that's what I need to keep reminding myself is just keep working because once you get that first milestone out of the way the rest of it will be a lot easier because then money will start coming in you'll see the fruits of your labor and then you're going to be happy that you started and you didn't give up years ago instead of constantly starting over and i've done that a few times and this time i'm going to listen to my own advice and just put one foot in front of the other and keep working at it because um, i'm going to make it happen so I have, uh, like, I said, like I mentioned before in a couple of the other episodes, I have a competition coming up in Puerto Rico. And my biggest fear is I have to fly there. I am so terrified of flying. Well, actually, it's not the flying part, right? I'm terrified of crashing. And I don't know if any of you that are listening also have a fear of, you know, crashing in an airplane. And some of the things that I think of every time I get ready is like, should I have, like, should I send emails to people that are important to me and like, uh, leave things written down in case something happens that at least they know that I was thinking about them, you know, like, but it's weird, right? Because like, what are you gonna do that? Call, call, call your family, call your brothers and sisters and everybody you care about, uh, and say, Hey man, I'm getting on a plane. If, you know, if it crashes, I love you. It's kind of weird, but those are the thoughts that go through my head. Like, should I be writing a journal before I leave and putting it in an envelope and like having it ready just in case with their names on it so they can open it? Um, so that's been going through my head a lot lately. You know, it's like, fuck, I gotta fly for like four hours and 15 minutes to get to this competition. And uh, I feel like I'm not prepared, right? Like there's things that I feel like will need to be said that haven't been said. Or did I say enough? So I'm kind of, you know, I'm freaking out a little bit about that. Uh, but luckily I'm going with, you know, 
with, with some people from the gym. Uh, it'll be fun. Coach is going. Uh, you know, my girlfriend's going. So <laughs> uh, at least if it happens, I won't die alone. And just remember, if something does happen, this was my last, pod- my last podcast. I really appreciate you guys listening. Um, you know, and to everybody that knows me, uh, you know, that you are my life. Thank you. I'm sure the majority of you made it positive, you know, and I love you all. Um, but you know, that, that's how I feel about that. Like that's how it's been lately. It's like thinking about that over and over again. I'm like, I hate flying. I like going places. I just don't like flying. Um, you know, and lately I, I, I've been in like, been in this fog lately of like, like feeling numb, right? Cause like I mentioned, I've been, I've been needing to lose weight to, to compete at a lower weight class, but also to be healthier, right? So I feel like I'm a fat fuck, I'm a piece of shit. And I eat way too much garbage food. So I definitely went on, oops, sorry guys. I went on medication for that. You know, I've tried it before and it helps you lose weight. It's an appetite suppressant, so it's not anything uh, crazy. And I've been on it for, I don't know, maybe 10 days or so. And I've got to say, man, the last four days have been really difficult. You know, uh, thoughts have been running through my mind that uh, normally don't. You know, I'm always a happy-go-lucky guy, very optimistic on life, uh, you know, always happy, finding, you know, the, the things that uh, make you happy and searching for those. And if anything happens, you know, or comes up in my day that uh, isn't, you know, like the happiest or greatest news, I usually use my goldfish mentality, you know, give it like, eh, you know, 10 seconds to a minute, two minutes, however long it takes just uh, to think about it, get over it, and then move on. Because if it's not that serious, why bother thinking about it, right? Um, but I've had a very difficult time the last few days, like I said, feeling lost and um, not not knowing like what I'm doing with my life and like where it's headed. And you know, like some of the things that I've never thought of, I was thinking, I'm like, what is my life plan? Like, what am I gonna do? It's like, I, am I gonna work my entire life? Do I wanna travel? And I was even doubting, like, wanting to move to California. Like, why am I going to move to California? You know, I'm like, I was in a bad place. And it definitely wasn't healthy. And it wasn't feelings of depression. It was just having no feelings at all. It's kind of like it was, you know. Um, I just existed for a while. And then it's like one day to the next. They all just felt like Groundhog's Day, man. And I needed to do something. So in my case, what I did is I just, you know, uh, I just started watching a couple more like romantic comedies and funny movies to make me laugh, to get me to, you know, to get some feelings and, you know, some emotional movies that would at least make me cry so I can feel something. And it helped a little bit, but then I also, just started listening a lot more you know to a lot more music and it kind of just helped clear my mind and kind of get out of it a little bit and also the fact that I didn't eat one day was uh not great I didn't really eat anything for the entire day and I think that was the worst day that I had uh that's really when I was questioning you know what the hell am I doing in this world and have I done anything to to better it or did I impact anybody's life to help them do anything so it was kind of you know it was kind of shitty and it was hard and there's people out there that suffer with that all the time and don't know how to get out of it um you know the only advice that I can say is you know 
try writing stuff down. Talk to somebody that you can talk to. Sometimes just talking to someone and getting that out, you know, out from your mind might help.、Um, you know, and listen to things that make you happy, and do activities. Don't just stay at home.、Uh, you know, I know the last week I didn't really do very much. I've gone to the gym or gone outside other than work. So that also I know wasn't really good for my、uh, mental state. It just kept me, you know. In that gray zone, it was a shitty place to be. But I'm glad I'm out of it. You know, I'm really glad I'm out of it. I'm going, going. I'm headed to the gym today.、Uh, Got to work hard. Looking forward to this competition, so that helps. But just getting out of the house and the weather being nice helps a lot. So if you're, you know, if you're feeling down and you have those kind of thoughts, do something, anything that'll make you happy, and then、uh, enjoy those moments. And、like I said, talk to somebody because there's always someone there to listen. You just gotta find them.、Um, I'm always here, people. You know, if you guys need someone to talk to, say, "Hey, how did you get through it? You know, what did you do? Like, are you still struggling with that?" Yeah, it's not depression that I suffer from. It's just the stupid medication that I'm willing to to take to get to my ideal goal weight. Because、uh, sometimes I don't like what I see in the mirror. And I look at it, and I'm like, "Tenoch, what the fuck happened to you, man? What happened to you? You're a beast. Like you were jacked, and like you had it, like an athletic, like like you were athletic, man. Like you were ripped, and you weighed like 160 pounds, and you just let that shit go because you got lazy and complacent. So, you know, I don't like looking at myself in the mirror. I don't like really looking at myself now, but." Uh, I have lost like I don't know. I think I'm going up 15 pounds now, so that's good. So that's also making me feel better. But it's weird because when you feel that way about yourself, and then you start having like feelings of shittiness,、uh, you know, I was looking through pictures of myself, and I was like, oh man, I'm disgusting. Like, why do we even ever take a photo? Like, why does anybody want to be around me? Like, I felt like the biggest piece of shit, and.、Uh, I'm, I'm so glad I got you know I was able to push through that a little bit,、um, because it's, it's not a fun place to be. So, you know, be there for the people that need help. Sometimes all they need is just a,、uh, it's just a near. You know, they just need to talk to somebody. You don't need to give them advice. You don't need to tell them what to do. Sometimes you just need to listen. You know, because getting it out of your system feels good. So. My, that's pretty much it for today, guys. I really appreciate everyone that listens.、Uh, you know, I want to thank you. I'm glad I, I'm able to connect with some of you, and wish me luck. Competition's coming up in less than a month, but you will hear from me one more time before I go. And depending on how I'm feeling, I might do a little something while I'm out there.、Um, I might not. I might do it when I come back. But again, happy belated Mother's Day. Say hi to your moms, hug them, kiss them. Father's Day is coming up. Don't forget about your dads. You know, you need both out there. You need a good mom. You need a good dad. You need two parents. You just need people that that love you and support you. Don't forget to tell them that. Don't forget to give them hugs, and tell them how you feel now, because one day they won't be there. You know, and you don't want to. You don't want to have those regrets. 
So I'm very thankful that I get to talk to my family all the time, you know. So guys, hopefully this wasn't too much of a downer. Next week we'll have some some more lighthearted stuff. I'll definitely come up with uh, some of the internet's greatest crap that's out there that is unbelievable that people like and listen to. Uh, but I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. This is your host, Tenoch. And this was the Just How It Is podcast. Thanks.